three, two, one. Welcome to Sober in the States Basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Jorge and Alec. All right, here we go. So switching it up for the uh the inch for a little bit today. I kind of kind of had something come up and uh we're gonna we're gonna see how this goes. Um no promises it's anything special, but uh whew. all right, here we go. So Valentine's Day is right around the corner. LeBron James is now the all-time leading scorer. The king is king, but every king needs his queen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 18. I'm thoroughly impressed. I'm yes. just going to say that. That was like I'm just going to say that. Let's go. I was, you were building it up so much, and I was like, this is going to be terrible. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is gold. Uh, yeah. Is it? Is this literature club? I uh, told y'all. Uh, are we haikuing? I texted y'all on Tuesday. I said, I got the intro this week. Let me cook. And uh, yeah, that uh, that felt good. Jorge, hey, I have some bad news for you. You might have just been fired from No, 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 no. He's got it the rest of the week. This this was a one-time only thing. Um, that just kind of popped up. And I was like, we're going we're gonna to run with it. But uh, no, dude, that was that was tough to come up with. So you're uh, you're back on it for 19. High expectations. At, at first, I was like, yeah, dude, it takes a load on my show. There's one less thing I have to worry about. And you just kind of just showed me showed me up right now. And I don't. I don't really know how I feel. I might just, I might just hop off the Zoom and just watch the Magic game at this point because uh, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little defeated right now. You didn't have to show me up. I thought you were gonna come in, do a little something funny. Like, no, this man came in, super serious, came out guns blazing. <laughs> and now, whatever, man, this is your show. What are we talking about today? Man, we uh, so other than that kick-ass intro, um, it was Ooh, the trade deadline today. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you guys were on Twitter. Um, a lot of stuff has happened. Oh shit, I missed one of the trades. Um, a lot of stuff happened today dude i mean like and i want to say like 75 percent of the trades that happened today all happened within like a 15 to 20 minute window um which of course i was in a meeting at that point so like i just come out and i had like 30 to 40 twitter notifications all from woge and shams and all those guys um and brett siegel former guest shout out brett there we go we should Um, get him back on i've been thinking about it we got to he, he was cooking it today. Um, I, I texted him this morning. I was like, every time I try and text you, either like something just went down or it's about to. So I was like, we were like seven hours removed from the KD trade. So I was like, I think we're good here. But just in case, like all good, dude. But yeah, um, yeah, Every, there, everything there happened that happened. Everything like so much happening. LeBron's breaking the points record. There's just trades left and right. There's what the Nets we? blew it up. What? Hello, I would. That's sleep. like half blew it up, and we were like, <sighs> okay. And then the Nets like officially blew it up at like 1:30 a.m. this morning. Yeah, I woke up and I was like, oh my god, I had like 60 Twitter notifications. Like, what the heck? And I was like, okay. And then all day at work, it's just like in my headphones, just ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, oh my god. Like at one point, I looked and it was like I had like 40 notifications from Twitter. Not that. I'm a degenerate and I have a bunch of NBA notifications because of this game that we all love so much. But uh yeah, uh my phone battery, uh not not too happy today. It's uh it's been no. quite an event, it's been an eventful day for sure. There's been a lot of surprises, a lot of weird things, a lot of poor old guys kind of getting the drop. But yeah, uh, I'd say uh it, it's a tough trade deadline day is always tough for those guys that are like on rosters, but really just on rosters to fill a spot. Um, I mean, Svi Mikhailu got traded twice in a span of like eight hours. Um, <laughs> and I think he ended up getting waived anyway. So like, that's, that's always like, there is kind of the human side, like trade deadline day is always fun, but like, there's still the human side of like, congratulations, like you're getting traded to this city with like no prior knowledge or like no warning. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, actually you're going to this city now. So like that, that's kind of always a tough thing. So you can always kind of have to like take a step back and kind of think of that side of things yeah no it, it's actually funny that you bring that up though because almost like instantly after the mo bamba to the lakers trade happened i think i got a couple notifications on twitter that mo bamba had already posted a picture with like with a u-haul like packed and ready to go and he was like that was it's been so real. funny and I was you like, sent me that yeah which makes me think like how soon do these people actually know like i'm sure there's some circumstances where they get a random call and like hey bud you got traded but like this mm-hmm. one almost feels like we we knew mo knew it was it was yeah. already kind of in motion it was already happening and uh the fact that you brought that up i listened to a podcast this week it's the athletic nba show 
Um, this week they did a episode with former Sixers and Nets GM Billy King, and mm. it's a great episode. They kind of went through and talked about the inner workings of trades, like how it works and which owners are involved and what levels of the organization are involved with some trades and players and requesting it and stuff like that. And the processes between with moving it and all organizations obviously want to do good by the players when they're moving them and stuff like that. So it's, it was a really cool conversation. I definitely in this trade deadline environment that we're all, we're all hyped up right now for some trades. Definitely go check that episode out. It was really cool. And kind of a behind the scenes look in the inner workings of these NBA trades. So uh, yeah, just a shout out to that real quick. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. But uh, real quick, before we get into all that news, because uh, yes, this show is probably going to be all trade deadlines, which players benefit, <laughs> which players are dead completely. Some of my players are yeah. dead. I was hoping for that pump that would one day come up and they just got done from the league. So uh, real quick, though. <laughs> oh, I didn't even write this down in the rundown. OK, let's get to this real quick. Sober news. Not a lot happened. NBA veterans, LeBron James, whole bunch of uniques coming out. They are giving $200 NBA store gift cards to the winners of all the veteran competitions. And for the people that buy all the five unique veteran cards, which I should have pulled up and I didn't, but they all get a jersey of their choice when they buy the unique. And whoever wins the LeBron James unique also gets (laughs) two tickets to an NBA game, which is cool. But those are some expensive NBA tickets, let me tell you, because if we learned anything from the Giannis Unique that just sold this past weekend for, what was it, $187,000, something like that? Right Uh, around there, yeah, three figures. There was was kind of some pushback. There were some people who were like, whoa, this is sick. And then there were some people that were kind of hating on it. uh, Do you you understand the hate? Do you see why people are hating on it? Um, I'm a little confused by that, other than jealousy. Yeah, um, I hate it because I don't have the card. Um, but other than that, no, like it's, I, I don't know, like if, if that's in your budget to go out and get art, I mean, uh, could you say he's the best unique card to own? Or I guess would that still be Luca? But the Luca unique is not out yet. Right. So I, I think at this very moment, that is the best unique card to own. Um, so by all means, if you want to go out and get that, that is a huge advantage. Um, now who knows what the rest of that gallery looks like? Maybe it was either someone had they have a lot of unique or oh, yeah. they do. Okay. It, yeah. Uh, uh, I, for, I forget yeah, who I it was. They had to it. kind of sell stuff off or, or whatever, but their, their gallery is full of yeah. very nice uniques and super rares. They are definitely a top dog in this game. And yeah, it, listen, if I had that, which probably bought ETH really early, just had a bunch of ETH sitting around. Good for him or her, but you have to. And on top of that, Giannis, yeah. the utility from now, next season, probably at least a minimum another like five or six seasons. Why not? It's always going to be one of the top dogs in the game. Even if Luca comes out, you know, it's still it's still up there. It's a card you need to have if you're going to be competitive and winning high and super rares every week, week in and week out easily by the end of next season. Money already back. Plus some probably. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah. Listen, we're all upset because we can't <laughs> afford the Giannis Unique. It's incredible <laughs> for the platform. Hopefully it picks up steam, gets a little people more interested. People are going to hate it. NFTs, boo, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. It's cool. It was a cool thing, and we appreciate it. Anyway, yeah, that was that was, that was it for Sober, basically. Uh, it's it's been, it's been a little quiet, but it's it's been exciting. It's been a little rough. It's been a little rough in the in the so rare community, but uh, whatever. We're having fun. We're having fun, right? Right, we're, having we're having fun. Anyway, let's get into this. We have a lot of trades to talk about. Alec, where do you want to get started? There's a whole lot. What do you uh what do you what do you want to focus on first? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the first one we got to talk about is um really just the nets as a whole. So we'll we'll start with mm. Kevin Durant here. Um before the season started, he requested a trade. Um, when we had Brett on, we kind of talked about the the offers that were potentially out there, what that market would look like, um, multiple first round picks being requested and another stars. So, um, obviously it's always tough to trade for a superstar of that nature. So the fact that not only it was pulled off, but during the season is, is kind of cool to see. Um, so Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix suns to now join up with Chris Paul, Devin Booker and Deandre Ayton. Um, in exchange for Jay Crowder, who's been holding out all year, but has been a it's going to be a solid veteran for the Nets. Um, he got Mike what he Aldridge's, wanted. Got what he wanted. Uh, I mean, on deadline day, nonetheless. So he, he asked for it all season, and he he finally got it. But um, so he's going. Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, 
four first round picks. So they, they did get the multiple first round picks and a 2028 pick swap. Um, so I, I didn't see if that was a first or a second round. I'm assuming it's first because I know there's rules that you can only trade so many back to back first round picks. So the swap is kind of a, a good way to get around it. Um, so the, the, the Nets completely blew up or blew the whole roster up with uh, with the Kevin Durant trade. Um, but before that happened, Ooh, they before. also traded Kyrie Irving. What? Um, I do not have the exact details in front of me here. I know it was Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finley-Smith, and I want to say a, dra- a first, two firsts maybe I want to say. Some of that, but it's Markeith Morris and Kyrie for Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, does KD move if Kyrie doesn't leave? It's a good does, question. Does the because I feel Kyrie announced on Friday that he wanted the trade. Boom. Mm-hmm. Monday. Right. Hello, Luca's new partner. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, out of nowhere at like one a.m., KD goes to Phoenix. Snowball effect, right? KD yeah, would still I mean, probably be in Brooklyn if it wasn't for Kyrie. Maybe. I I think yes and no. Um, I mean, obviously before the season, he he wanted out. Um, there was a whole lot of drama, you know, last year, I guess it was two years ago when James Harden was there, um, the whole Ben Simmons Sega, um, and obviously with Kyrie Irving. So there definitely was a lot of turmoil in that locker room. Um, I, I think Kyrie leaving definitely kind of made Durant want to get out um, more so than he actually wanted to, because at that moment he knew this team's not competing for a championship. Um, if you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and especially with how Nick Claxton's been playing this season, um, you can compete for sure in the East, but once you lose one of those pieces, especially with Kyrie Irving, I, I mean, at that point you're kind of thrown in the towel on your season. So um, I think when that happened, Katie kind of behind closed doors said he wanted out, make it happen. Um, going to Phoenix is going to be very interesting to see kind of what that does to his value. Um, in Brooklyn, he could kind of essentially do whatever he wanted. He's very, he's always been very good about letting others get there. It's like if Kyrie was having a great night, he would always take a step back. It was the same thing in Golden State with Steph. Like you kind of knew what you were getting out of it. Now with, with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton, you already have two primary ball handlers that are going to have the ball. KD can bring it up himself. So it, it, it's the very cliche, there's only one ball argument, but right. it's especially in Silver, like I have to imagine Kevin Durant's assists are going to go up, but at the same time, the quality shots that he's going to get because defenses can't collapse on him and only focus on him because he can kick it out to Booker in the corner. They can spread the floor. Um, I'm interested to see that. I, I don't know how many more shots he's going to take, how many less shots, but his shot quality itself, I think is going to go up, which is going to be great for Sower because he's not having to, you know, put up all these double teams, triple teams, contested shots, and he can kind of play his game, go one-on-one and and go from there. So that'll be a, that'll be very interesting to see what happens in Phoenix. But um, yeah, it's, you, you have really four guys that can play at all-star caliber all on one court. So that's, it's pretty cool. But But that's the thing, right? You said it, Kevin Durant could slot in and be a facilitator, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be all about him. He's really, really good with teammates. This is a Phoenix team that made a pretty good run last year. So you know they're competitive. They couldn't get it done. KD can get it done. Down the stretch, buzzer beater in the fourth quarter. Who do you want taking that shot? You have you want Kevin Durant taking that you shot Kevin because Durant, he can yeah. do it. For Silver itself, I think you're right. I think Kevin Durant isn't going to put up the numbers he was in Brooklyn because Brooklyn ran through Kevin Durant without Kevin Durant. There was no good Brooklyn. He's coming into a team right now that kind of has it together. Booker's been hurt. Aiton's been burnt. Chris Paul, he's old. He's still Chris Paul. <laughs> but he's still Chris I, Paul. I don't know if you saw it the other night. He had an unreal assist. He kind of went for like a fake dribble or like pass and just kind of kept it to himself, kicked it wide open three in the corner. So 37-year-old oh, uh, Chris that, Paul, but... I just bought his limited last week. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. still cooking. I, I did. And hey, he's doing great. Um, I'm in line for a reward right now, I think. I haven't really double checked, but uh, hey, we go. I still got it. This Phoenix Sun, this is definitely a win now. The Phoenix Suns are probably favorites now, you would say, even though they've kind of been slipping, but they've also been going through injuries. They're starting to get everybody back. Kevin Booker's coming back. Is Should we be stacking up on Phoenix cards right now for uh, yeah. playoffs? Yeah, I think so. I mean, looking at the standings right now, Denver's in first. Um, they are four and a half games up against the Grizzlies. So um, the Grizzlies, I do not trust at all. They really did next to nothing. They're also two and eight in their last 10 games. Um, really, ever since John Morant said we're fine in the West, they have been everything but fine. 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't really think the Grizzlies are going to do much. The Kings have been playing really hot, but I just, I, I don't know if they'll be able to kick it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're really looking at Denver, Dallas, and, uh, and the Suns kind of as those, those main three players. And that's, that's going to be real interesting to see kind of what the seating's like, because obviously two of those teams are going to have to play each other. If they all win out, um, they're going to have to play each other before the conference finals. And that's, you're, you're going to be looking at that bracket, just hoping that you only get one of those or that none of those teams are on your side of the, the one through four or five through eight. If you had to choose one guy from this Suns team right now to go out and buy, who would it be? Obviously, we don't know how everything's going to play out with KD coming in, Who, where the usage is going to go, who's really going to probably dominate on the ball. But just kind of on the surface from what we know right now, would you go Booker, KD? Obviously, those are like the main two, right? You would say? Yeah. Um, I think it's still Kevin Durant. Um, I think Aiton potentially... I don't know. I think Aiton's going to get less scoring, but he's also going to have more opportunities to rebound the basketball with three excellent shooters around him. Um, Chris Paul's a little up there in age now. He's only maybe got what, one or two seasons left in him. So yeah, I think it's really between Booker and KD. Um, yeah, I I still got to go with KD just because of how good he is as a score. Like he's one of the best scorers we've ever seen at, at creating his own shot. Um, he can facilitate the ball. He can get you rebounds as well. So he kind of fills everything out, um, without looking at anything. I want to say Kevin Durant, um, it's probably a lot closer than that, but yeah, I just, I still think with that star power and and the name itself, you you really got to go, if you're going to go after one, um, like budget aside, I think Kevin Durant's the one to go after. Yeah. If you're looking at the numbers, yeah. Uh, assist per game is around five rebounds. KD has a little bit more, but not by much points. It's Devin Booker at 26 and Kevin Durant at 29. So you're getting two very, very similar players, but you got to think now both Mm -hmm. of those are going to have to share some space, share some ball. Either way, I agree. You can't really, really go wrong. Realistically, Devin Booker is a little younger. If you want to look at it that way for longevity and so rare, I'm blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah, all that stuff. Devin Booker might be the play, but with these injuries, like I think he's out again. Yeah, is he so really? he's already yeah he's already out again. He's huh. out tonight, or yeah he's not playing Thursday. So uh, yeah, he's he's already coming in and out of the lineup again. He's just not very consistent, and uh, so there's some injury risk there. And Aiton's the same way. So you you never really know what you're gonna get. But you did mention something else I want to bring up in the West. Mm-hmm. Kyrie is in Dallas with Luka Doncic, arguably Luka. the number one card to have on so rare. Is this a by Luca moment? Are we? Buy, I mean, I think every moment's a by Luca moment. I mean, I really by Luca, a sell Luca moment. Oh, uh, I see. How is in like see Kyrie? Ya. Kyrie being there, mm. how much is that going to affect Luca's production? All of a sudden, Luca doesn't have to do everything anymore. The ball's going to get distributed a little bit more. Kyrie is kind of also a ball hog too. It's obviously it's obviously the Doncic show, but you have a yeah. personality like Kyrie coming in Dallas. Doncic might not be as overpowered as he was before. What do you think? I do think his production goes down a little bit. Um, now, how much it's it's kind of a similar situation as Kevin Durant. How much it goes down is going to be interesting to see. Um, because similar, like now they can't Luca's gonna get more good looks because Kyrie's gonna facilitate, he's gonna draw guys off. But at the same time, losing Dinwiddie and Finley Smith are kind of two big role. Well, I mean, they started for Dallas, but that's those are two big names for them to lose out of that lineup. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I think once they get Christian Wood back, that'll kind of help a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I, I I do think Lucas' production takes a little bit of a hit as far as Sober scoring, but it's kind of the same thing where like he's not going to have to do everything, which means it's better on his body. It's better long term. He can be more well rested for the playoffs. Um, it's another guy that down the stretch, not that he can take a possession off and just stand in the corner, but like he doesn't have to take the ball up and down the court every single possession. Um, so from that standpoint, yeah, I, I think I think it help, it hurts him a little bit as far as scoring production, but as far as overall longevity, I think that's going to be huge for him. Well, in the last week, Luca's limited price is down a little bit over twenty percent. So Ooh. yeah, there there mm-hmm. is there is a nice little. Granted, if you look at the entire market. The overall so rare market, so it's a little low right now. But that is also kind of given to the fact that ETH has been pumping in recent times. So that there's kind of that weird. I hate when ETH makes a really really big move 
because the prices just get all out of whack between people don't know whether the price there's people pricing it in fiat people pricing it in eth and all of a sudden all the differences and everything kind of gets a little mm-hmm. wonky which you can you can get some steals you could definitely find some steals on people that don't update their listings in time with like that really really drastic move but uh yeah it might so luca or Kyrie then obviously i think it's still luca yeah it's, i want it, a different answer why does be... it always have to be luca it's, it's still it has to be still luca i mean i i don't know i i think it's still him um I'm also not a huge fan of Kyrie personally, so that that has something to do with it. But it's I, I feel like it's still Luca. I mean, he's been the best card all year. Um, he's been the most consistent with it. He is hurt right now, um, but I mean, once he gets back, I mean, I, I think he's going to love having a another or a ball handler and a distributor like Kyrie Irving. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. It's definitely safe to say that Dallas now went from a can they actually do it to oh man, they might do it. And yeah, say kind of same thing with Phoenix right now. It's a win now. You have Kyrie. Correct. You don't know how long you're going to have Kyrie. You'd assume they have to win now and they're going to go for it. Do they do they even have the pieces to do it, though? Okay, you got Kyrie. You got Luca, though. What else? Other than I mean, Christian Wood has been solid for them all year. Um, He's missed, I think, the last couple weeks here. Um, Yeah, I mean, Finney Smith being gone is is a big loss. Dinwiddie being out is, is a big loss. But um yeah i i don't think they have the depth to really make a deep run it's gonna heavily rely on Kyrie and luca um but oh christian would actually is back he was back on the sixth um so they're they're getting him back i mean tim hardaway is gonna come from just a, a role player to all of a sudden now you're relying on him even more so i don't just think very they have this. enough to really yeah i just i don't think they have enough to to get out of the West, but I mean, they'll definitely, that's a team that you don't want to face because at the very least you're getting a very difficult and uh, hard fought series. Well, Tim Hardaway, his scores have gone up. His L10 is still 24. He put up a 39 against the Clippers last night. So he's trending up. He's definitely seeing a bump yeah. from the usage and his price is actually really, really low. So you're getting a low L10 for a guy that's kind of stepping up into a bigger role. Tim Hardaway, I've had his comment almost all season. You never really know what you're going to get, but he can put up big scores and he's stepping up into a bigger role from the looks of it. So might be a sneaky little, might be a sneaky little cop. Could be a good value play to, uh, to go after there. Yeah. I mean, even Kyrie, he would came in, he played last night too, put up 36 points in 36 minutes. So not he turned up all over five times. So yeah, it could have been, I mean, you're going to get that though. Yeah. So there's, I think Dallas moves. I think the Suns. Is there any is there anybody else in the West that uh made some moves that kind of piqued your interest a little bit? Yeah. Um the Lakers actually started making trades that were good. Um I, oh. I it's kind of weird to to see this. Um yeah, I I mean they made a they made a bunch of moves. They got depth. Um it started back when they got Rui Hachimura. Um they uh <laughs> I, I I think my favorite move from today, and this was this was very funny on Twitter, um, uh, was that the fact that they traded Thomas Bryant, who in the the, the classic LeBron picture as he's taking that fadeaway to, to break the scoring title, you see Thomas Box Bryant out. calling for the ball in the low post um as he's backing down Shea Gilgis Alexander. So um yeah, that 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 was kind of a, a funny thing on Twitter where it's like this was the moment where LeBron wanted uh, Thomas Bryant gone. But um, he's legendary though. He's oh forever, yeah, that, that he's forever gonna etched in history. They're going to have to figure out a way how to crop him out, and they're not going to be able to, and it's it's going to be so funny to see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the Lakers made a bunch of moves, so they uh, they dealt Thomas Bryant to Denver, which is actually a great move for Denver to get a, a true backup center for Jokic. Um, doesn't really move the needle a whole lot. It's nothing flashy, but just kind of another guy that you can you can put in for him. Um, and then the big move that happened last night was Russell Westbrook getting dealt. Um, and this was a, this was a trade that I I think the Lakers absolutely fleeced everyone. Um, I, I couldn't believe the the haul that they got. So it was a, a three team deal between the Lakers, Jazz, and Timberwolves. Um, the Lakers got D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley. So um, they got Vanderbilt from the Jazz and uh, Russell and Beasley from the Timberwolves. The Jazz got Russell Westbrook, uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson, and Damian Jones and a first-round pick. So really nothing flashy. And there's even talks already that Utah might look to buy out Russell Westbrook. Um, really? Right. 
So uh, there, there's been rumors that uh, the uh, the Clippers are going after him, the Bulls are going after, which we're just we're not going to talk about the Bulls on this episode. <laughs> Why? Come on, um, dude! You were so excited to talk actually, about trades. No, we'll we'll, we'll get to, to that at the, the end. That there's there's a little twist there at the end. Um, yeah, so so he may go to either Chicago or the Clippers. Which if he goes to if he goes to the Clippers, I think that would be it, it's kind of the same value for him at, as if he was in with the Lakers, um, playing with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You have those two other superstars as well. Um, so as far as a so rare value spot, I think that's his best option. Um, if he stays in Utah, he may put up higher numbers, but I mean, he's kind of a, he got into it with a, a coach the other night when LeBron broke the record. Um, so that was, that was kind of tough to see. Um, and then the Timberwolves just kind of at the, at the end of it, getting Mike Conley, Nikhil Walker, Alexander Walker, and then quote picks. So, um, I haven't seen what those picks are exactly. It's, it could be a first, it could be a second. It's who knows, but typically when you just see picks, that means it's nothing really, uh, outstanding or flashy. So, um, the Lakers making that those moves was, uh, was pretty big. And then their other move that they made today, um, fan favorite of the, or actually our favorite player on the pod, other than Dalen Terry, um, Pat Bev on the move Ugh. to, uh, to where did he go? Ugh. Uh, the Orlando magic. Yeah. That's uh that's tough. For Mo Bamba. Somebody that's give tough. me a Jersey. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, he it's. Wasn't told uh, I mean, immediately we, we spent a couple episodes here bashing Pat Bev and why the uh, the Lakers, or not the Lakers, excuse me, why the uh, the Magic shouldn't go after him. And um, I was very excited when I saw that notification come through, and right after I got the the text from Jorge as well. So, um, at your own expense, I'm sorry, but that was that was phenomenal for me. So, um, from a from a very sad Bulls fan to a Magic fan, thank you very much for that. You know. I'm glad to see Mobamba go because he may not be the greatest player, but he got a little something special to him. It just never really took off in Orlando. So it'd be cool to see him go to a Lakers team where he's probably still going to ride the bench a little bit, but might see a little bit more usage because uh, realistically who are the Lakers got. <laughs> so, and Pat Bev to be, I don't even see where he fits in this team. And I know it was, it was a, some pick. It was like a pick. It was like some cash, there's like yeah, a little was, bit of cash uh, thrown in there. My other favorite player, cash considerations. Mm, cash considerations. Yeah, a lot of lot of talent and uh and uh, potential in that one. What's his points per game? Is he a somewhere by? Off off the charts there. He's a <laughs> if you can go out and you can afford cash considerations on sower cool. by all means go after cash considerations. Yeah, cash considerations might get me a little unique. You know what I'm saying? The, Ooh, the considerations maybe a little, is a right. Giannis. Oh. No, that one already sold. Good luck. Good. If you, bought, offer if you bought a card for $180,000 to be arguably one of the best in the unique division, what would it take you to get that out of your hands? What would it take to pry that out of your hands? Like just off the cuff. Probably the two next best uniques. So you trade it for your two other uniques? You wouldn't. You wouldn't I mean, I, I think at the very least, I think the second best one and then cards or ETH on top of that. Um, yeah, I don't think you can really give up your advantage there. I mean, right now you own the most valuable card in that division. Um, so if if someone wants to come with an offer, it's kind of the the basic, you know, you got to really wow me. And I, I guess it, it depends on what the ETH value would be of the second and third most. I mean, obviously you're not going to come close to, to what Giannis sold at, but from a scoring standpoint, I think you could get pretty close. Um, yeah, I, I think without really looking at who it is, yeah, they take the second and third. You're a better man than me because I'm like, show me the money. Yeah, I'm like, come on, just you. You got bags. I'll take them. Let's go. <laughs> show me the money. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. Dollar bill. Ching ching. No, no wrestling fans here. Okay, whatever, dude. Shane McMahon all day, all day. Anyway, out of, out of all these trades that the Lakers made, LeBron mm-hmm. breaks the points record. Say, hey, yo, coach, hey, yo. I need some guys. They went out and got the guys. One guy in particular that I'm very, very intrigued by from this move is Jared Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. He came over for the Jazz. He's young. He was a starter for the Jazz. He played okay on a good night. He can get you some rebounds. His his ceiling was about 50, which he only hit twice, but he can score you some high 38s, sometimes some high 30s. Do you think you think he gets a bump from being in LA? Like, is is this a good move for him? Because realistically, he's probably starting, right? Uh, I mean, he's a forward, uh, maybe, 
Um, I don't know how much of a bump he really gets. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things that I think from a basketball perspective, he gets a bump. But from a SoRare perspective, I don't know if he really gets one. Um, I mean, the on SoRare data right now, they're projecting him to get 18 minutes a game for the next couple. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know if it really helps him a whole lot, um, which that's kind of what he was playing um at least in utah for a while like he was starting for them but really still only getting 25 minutes a game or so um so yeah i think from a from a basketball standpoint it helps him interesting to see kind of what happens to his actual value i think it kind of stays the same um he's still gonna get rebounds he's gonna be great for them in that second unit um it's another big guy to kind of fill in for anthony davis so um i think on that second unit he's gonna be great he's a jared vanderbilt's not gonna be a flashy player but if you're right. trying to make a run for the playoffs, he's a guy that you want on your team. Um, he's a guy you can rely on off the bench and he's just going to, he's going to do the simple things and, and keep you in games. Yeah, no. And, and that's, and that's what they need right now. Same thing. I feel like the West was already just a big cluster of teams that really didn't know who wanted to jump each other on a given night. And it just got way more competitive as if it wasn't hard enough to be in the West right now. It is looking spicy is there any is there any other uh move any player that went to uh the lakers that kind of caught your eye a little bit or um i mean fan, like the the westbrook trade is is kind of big um i think ruri hachimura granted that happened a while ago was, was a big get for them um so yeah i mean it's not nothing really flashy today um i mean i, I guess from the westbrook trade d'angelo russell is going to step in and be a, a solid i don't know if he's going to start over dennis schroeder or if he's going to take over the the backup role with the second unit. But I mean, regardless, if those are your two point guards, you're, you're set. Plus you're, you know, you're still getting LeBron and AD and um, drawing a blank on uh, who they just traded for as well. Um, D'Angelo Russell. So um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're getting good squads and good lineups out there. And uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this Lakers team because they're still kind of out of it, but they made moves. Now the question is, did they make enough moves to really compete for a championship or, is this going to be one that kind of kind of falls flat, like when they lost to Phoenix two, three years ago? I think whenever the the Bucks beat the Suns, um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh with LeBron and this Laker team. So it's safe to assume that the Lakers kind of have a more competent basketball team, being that LeBron maybe doesn't have to do as much. He reached his milestone. I a good it's it's easy it's easy to believe that LeBron was kind of playing really hard just to break that record. Now that he broke mm-hmm. the record, I think he's going to cool down a little bit. Is it a is it a sell high on LeBron? Or do you think he's still going to go out and compete day in and day out like he has been? I think he's going to compete even more because now he can completely focus on making a playoff run. Um, now that the, the countdown of, oh, he's this close to the scoring record, he needs this many points, this is when he's projected to break it. Now he can just fully put his head down like he does at the end of every season say, I'm going to will this team to, well, I guess not really since he's been in LA out of the bubble. Um, I'm going to will this team to the playoffs. And now that Anthony Davis is healthy, like everything's kind of just clicking. And I mean, he's out tonight for, I think they said it was some leg injury. It's but ankle or something. Of, yeah, this this was he's a, partying. I got my record. I'm taking a night off. Um, so yeah, I, I think now we can really just put his head down and we're going to see some incredible basketball out of him as they make this big stretch. He's uh, sipping pina coladas by the pool right now or playing some Madden or whatever it is that LeBron does on his day off. But yeah, there's, yeah. there's no way he was playing that. Even though personally, I would have rather seen him break the record against the Bucks. I think uh, him and Giannis going at it. Would have been cool it's as Kareem's old team. That would have been that would have been a cooler story. But uh, yeah, it's it, it was still cool to see. Um, I mean, it's a it's a shot that he's hit multiple, like countless times in the league. Just that turnaround fade away from the uh, from the left elbow. So um, to see him kind of hit it from that spot, and not that it was just a, a little free throw or a fast break layup, like it was a true LeBron James shot. I think was was pretty cool. It, it was pretty cool. I totally totally stayed up to watch the record break and did not fall asleep before halftime. That did not happen. I was totally awake when it happened. <laughs> yeah. It's I, I remember you texting me right after it happened saying, dude, I'm definitely awake right now. That was on. Yeah. So yeah. I, I Yo, did you see it? Dude? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I literally, I literally, it was one of those where I was like watching it in bed and it kind of, you just kind of pass out. And I woke up and I was like, 
did he do it? I was like, oh god! I was like, like <laughs> I, I rolled over, grabbed my phone. I was like, oh my god, did he break it? Like, yeah. Part of me kind of wanted to find out that he didn't. Like, what if he would have been like two points short? Just, uh, just all he had to do was start the next game, just lay it up, boop. You're, you're starting the next game with an alley oop to LeBron on every single possession and just hoping he gets it's like when Steph How needed sick to break would that the, be? Uh, the three-point record he needed like two more threes or something and all they did that first quarter was just let him absolutely chuck it from deep yeah uh it would have been fun but yeah dude, it was a great 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 moment in time all right anything else in the west you want to you want to talk about since we're staying in the west we might stay on brand and then we'll hop over to the east real quick uh I mean Gary Payton going back to the Warriors. Um, so he was with the Warriors for uh, for their championship last year, um, left and got the bag in free agency and went to the Blazers. Um, the Warriors traded five second round picks back to the Jeez. Blazers to get him, which today was an unreal day for second round picks. I don't I've never seen that before, um, but the Warriors traded uh, five second round picks. Um, they also they traded or they received five second round picks for a, a trade involving James Wiseman. So I'm not sure if those were the same five second round picks or it was kind of a, a mix of both, but um, essentially traded James Wiseman for Gary Payton with that. Um, so that was kind of a, a somewhat noteworthy move. Um, let's see. Mason Plumley finally got dealt from the Clippers or excuse me, from the Hornets to the Clippers. So that kind of segues into both here. Mark um, Williams. The East and West. It is officially Mark Williams season in Charlotte. You've been dying um, to talk about this, haven't you? I have been dying to talk about it. When Trippin was on, we were talking about it. I have been preaching from Mark Williams since he was drafted. Um, he was a guy coming into the league that was arguably the most NBA ready player in this draft. Um, he was incredible at Duke. Um, he's been great in limited playing time for the Hornets. They, they've kind of been mixing and matching their rotation. Um, sometimes Nick Richards would play over him and Mark Williams wouldn't play at all. And then the next game, it would be all Mark Williams and Nick Richards wouldn't see the floor. So it was kind of, kind of back and forth. Um, and it was a big question on would Plumlee get dealt. So now that Plumlee is dealt, it is Mark Williams season. I am excited. Um, this was a card that I bought very early on. Um, I was this 100th limited, um, which is, nice. I didn't realize until today. Um, I just, I kind of bought his limited and I was looking, I was like, Oh cool. It's number hundred. That's kind of kind of cool though. Um, so yeah, his, uh, I bought him at around four or $5 and his peak today was at 27. So, um, I mean, quadrupled in price, the peak now it's kind of back down to around 20. So still a, a pretty big bump there, but I mean, yeah, he's got an L10 at 20, but he's very capable of putting up 35 in limited minutes. So I, I can't wait to see what he does when he gets a full workload. Yeah, no, I was just kind of looking at the scores and obviously it was in December, but in 21 minutes, put up 46 silver points, 13 rebounds, yeah. 17 points. Like, so it's there, the production's there and it's, it's kind of safe to assume that he's going to step into the starting role. I think so. Yeah. Especially because the the last two games he's played 17 minutes and Nick Richards hasn't gotten anything. Um, the one game. So I guess before that Mark Williams played one minute and Richards played 15. So it's kind of one of those weird didn't make any sense ones. Um, but yeah, this is, this is Mark Williams spot to to take over in that starting position. And um, I'm excited. I think Hornets fans are, are going to be very excited about it. He's a great young player that if, if it works out, he's going to be a solid player in this league for years to come. Yeah. I mean, Hey, the same way we're kind of focused on the main guys that are getting traded. Something that we're not really touching on. And maybe we could have done a little bit more research on is the players, the other players that didn't get traded that are now getting a bump. And I'm glad that you brought up Nick Richards because I I had bought him. When did I buy this? I bought him January 14th. It was he had kind of stepped up a little bit. The Hornets were like really, really hurt. And I bought him. I played him for like two weeks. And he he did okay. He puts up some decent scores when he does play mm-hmm. for having an L10. It's kind of a sneaky little play when he plays. But now with Plumley out of the picture, it's most likely Nick Richards picks up those extra minutes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh more guaranteed, not so wishy-washy anymore. Uh, so that's a sneaky pick. Uh, same thing early on in the year. He put up a 42 on limited minutes on, uh, yeah, 20 minutes, put up a 41. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's a guy that can score down low. He'll get rebounds and he's essentially taking over what Mark, Mark Williams was doing. Um, and Mark Williams was still putting up solid scores, even in limited playing time. So, um, you know, with Williams price going way up, I haven't looked to see if, um, Nick Richards has gone up a lot, but that could be a guy with a, a lower L10 than, uh, Mark Williams, but he'll still put up some solid numbers for you um, at the uh, the back end of the lineup. Well, 
Here's some alpha for you. Uh, before the trade, he was at about $4, almost $5. After the trade, he spiked up to 10 So he's still relatively cheap. It's okay. almost more than guaranteed that he is going to see a bump in usage. Uh, he might... Is it Nick Richards season? I know it's Mark Williams season, but if you relate to that boat, it's okay. There's always another play. I'm not saying that we've been talking about this Plumlee move forever, and I'm a big proponent of buy the rumor, sell the news. And guess who did not buy the rumor and sell the news? I, I think I'm uh, I'm talking to him on the podcast right now. Well, you sure dang are, Skippy. <laughs> it was me. It was me. I did it. Or I didn't do it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It. I'm pretty. As soon as you sent, I you sent me the text. I didn't even open the text. It just kind of showed up on my home screen. And I was like, oh, I didn't buy. I didn't buy out. I was like, no. And then yeah, as soon as I looked up, <clears throat> crazy, crazy pump. Congratulations to those that got the flip. If you bought late and you caught holding the bag, whatever, because you're gonna have a sneaky player. And hey, a lot of guys are probably aren't looking at him. So uh, you may be early. Just wait till tomorrow before lock, and everybody realizes all the chaos this weekend is going to be a mess. Oh, and so rare. Absolutely. Like, this might be the that, craziest game week that we've had. It's safe to say that since it's the very first game week. Yeah. No holds barred. It's going to be a free for all guys are going to step up. Guys are going to step down. Guys are going to be like, Hey, you should have moved me. Watch this and pop off. And it is going to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I think people are going to put guys in their lineups that are projected to play, but maybe they just don't get acclimated in time. And um, that's going to be something that's going to be very interesting to follow too, is all these guys that got traded, how quickly do they play and how much do they play? Um, so I, yeah, I think you kind of touched on it earlier with the, you know, the bump in the guys that didn't get moved. Um, look at the guys that stayed on their current team and are now either jumping up into the starting role or kind of like Nick Richards are now the solidified backup that you can go after and say, I'm going to get good production out of him. And I know he's going to play. So it's kind of one of those, do I start the bigger name and hopefully he plays or do I go with the safer bet, lower L10, but I know I'm getting points out of him. It's going to be a whoever rolls the dice and bets the bag on someone either stepping right in or it's it's going to be a very differential. It's going to maybe maybe Cam Thomas is going to put up 40 for the what? It'd be the fourth time in a row tonight, I think. Yeah, uh, not tonight. Well, actually, I guess, yeah, they're playing the Bulls, so he's going to put up 40. Um, and I'm going to have to sit there and watch it. Um, so that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be tough. I did get his comment though. So that's kind of fun. Oh, did you? Um, I, I forgot who I did as the, as the card swap. It was a bigger name and I saw Cam. It was like L10s of like 30, 35, 40. And then Cam Thomas with an L10 of like 15. I was like, yeah, we're going to run with that. So, um, for, for a couple of weeks, that'll be, that'll be pretty fun to, to throw him in some lineups. Um, it's just kind of like TJ McConnell all over again. Um, but with even higher scores and more longevity. Yeah. Oh my God. That price graph. If you haven't seen it already, it is incredible. It's it's funny. Cause you could see he wasn't really trading. There was all this, the Kyrie left, got the bump, got the sell off, put up 40 people, bought him up. It dumped again because we were like, Oh, he's not going to do it again. Does it the second night in a row. Same thing. Boom. Skyrockets back up again, comes down. <laughs> Does it a third time. Same thing. Do you see everybody chasing it again? They're like, oh, he really yeah. is. There's look guaranteed. He's probably going to have a good bump from all these moves and probably will get a little bit more playing time uh, putting up 40 that regularly. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Hey, maybe I'm wrong. But right now, if you're really chasing and buying at a very, very high price point right now, you are. You're asking for some trouble, my guy. Yeah, he's not going to keep up this level of production. So it's it's a very dangerous game. Um, I mean, at, at this point, I guess, even if he keeps it up for another week, like he's keeping that L10 down, but I mean, you're bought, like he's going right now for 0.025 and before he dropped 40, he was going for 005. So I, I mean, yeah, like you could go after him and get him, but you're going to play him for what, two weeks. And then his L10 is going to be way too high. He's not going to surpass it. He's just going to be sitting in your training lineups. Like. I, I don't know. I, I think it gets to a point where once you miss out on that initial spike, it's it's too late. Well, here there's he put up a 56 and a 55 this week, right? And the, in this game week alone, and he has an L10 of 18. If you go out and count out his last 810, he's losing a 15 and a 0.7. His L10 is about to literally skyrocket when the game yeah. week locks. So you're going to get this weekend out of him. And then after that, you're going to be hurting because that, right. that L10 is going to be high with 350s back to back and he's still playing right now 
So who knows? And it's against the Bulls, so he's going to have a good night. He he very well could put up four straight nights of 50 sober points. Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 a tough time to be a Bulls fan. But it great is, if you're uh, a Cam Thomas owner. So congratulations. Keep up the good work. <laughs> congratulations, my dude. Again, if I don't Oh yeah, dude. It's it's still really high. That it's ridiculous. But hey. Hey, the more dead lineups, the easier it is for me to win. It's the way that I yes, see. It, please so. continue to start Cam Thomas in all of your lineups moving forward. <laughs> Just so Jorge and I can have a chance. Dude, before those three games, 27, 25, 12, 4, 15, 22, 15.7. Like, <clears throat> yeah, like, like good for him, though. Good, good for him. He's a 21-year-old kid. You know what? Why, why am I? I hope he does it. What am I talking about? Good for you, kid. Do that. Oh, I, I hope he does, too. He's, he's on my fantasy basketball team. I hope he continues this for the rest of the season. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about, my dude. All right, what else happened in the East? That isn't the magic. One move. One move. Uh, Pat let's Bev take a look Why? here Why? in the East. Yeah, the Pat Bev move is is pretty funny. Um, the oh. Blazers. Yeah, I was just gonna say there is all this talk about the Raptors blowing it up. I didn't do anything. I think they traded like picks and some guy from the G League or who's like their twelfth man on the bench. Yeah, they really did not. Like OG stayed, Fred stayed, Boucher stayed. Um, I Siakam was never really in trade talks, but like they didn't do anything. They did something. Like the the Bulls truly did nothing. Yeah, okay, yeah, the Bulls really, really did nothing. Like, yeah. Also, on that there were two teams that made have made no midseason trades this year. It is the Chicago Bulls and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And if you remember before the season, the Cavs traded for Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Steel, so that doesn't steel of the really century. count. The Bulls are the only team that have done nothing. And, yeah. and what are we doing? We're going to get 10th. We're going to get the playing game. We're going to lose the playing game. And now congratulations. You're picking 17th. Like, what are we doing? What's uh speaking what, uh, on the Bulls? Let's, let's talk some Benny Bulls. All right. What is, uh, why is it low key a dumpster fire in Chicago right now? What, uh, what would uh, you send me a dumpster get, fire? Give me some context on the, on the status that you sent me about Levine. What's it let's, is what, it, what happened? Yeah. Um, I thought like he wanted to leave and then they made up fire and he was balling out kind of. And all of a sudden, like we hate everything again. What's fill me. Yeah. In. I'm, I'm pulling up the tweet that I sent you today. Um, Basically, so early on in the season, there were there were rumors that Zach Levine and the rest of the locker room were there was a disconnect, and um, he said it. The team said that it was not true, and then Zach went on an absolute tear, and it's like, see, everything's fine. Um, everything is is not fine whatsoever. Um, the 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 thing today, um, according to Dan Katman from ESPN One Thousand, Zach Levine's relationship with head coach Billy Donovan quote has sailed end quote, and everyone is on the everyone else in the Chicago Bulls locker room is on Donovan's side. Um, wow! But he's they still made, there. We made no moves. Forget at the deadline. We made no moves in general. Vooch is a free agent after this year, and Vooch is going to say, "Give me the max, or I'm walking." You're building around a 33, 34-year-old DeMar, probably 34, 34-year-old DeMar 30. DeRozan, 33. And his 33-year-old back hurts. DeMar DeRozan, and his back hurts from carrying this team. Vooch is going to get overpaid by the Bulls or walk in free agency, and we're stuck in mediocrity. The Magic own our first-round pick again this year because of the Vooch trade. So, hey, oh, Wendell Carter, Franz Wagner, let's go. Yeah. It's actually um, funny enough, uh, Paolo just tried to throw the – like passed the ball, like threw a dart at Wendell under the bucket and just smacked him in the face, knocked his goggles out. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> they were yeah, laughing it off, but I was like, dude, yeah, Paolo just decked him right in the head. <laughs> yeah, you know that's gotta hurt. That's one that you laugh about, but it's just you're you're walking back on defense and it's like, God, this sucks. Hey, I, I know oh. it's early, but there's two minutes left in the second quarter, and the Magic are up 60 to 49 against Denver. So uh Ooh. Hey oh. Ayo. It's magic team. We're uh we're kind of we're kind of slowly creeping up the standings a little bit, you know? Yeah. Is uh should should I break out the new slogan that I talked about today that I sent you today? The, uh, yeah, the yeah. Remember, remember. yeah, 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 yeah. So um every, every year there's kind of the, the slogan and in football it was tank for two. You kind of come up with some little rhyme for the first round pick. Right, right, right. Um so this year uh it is Wemby Win Manana for Wembanyama. 
So, dude, that's um, so awesome. Yeah, it's it's we'll, we'll take the loss. We'll win tomorrow. Don't worry. But we're getting Victor Wembanyama. So it's it, it's kind of funny. Um, I was I was just watching a YouTube reaction about uh, all the trades, and I saw that in the comments, and I was like, I gotta send this into the group. I was like, this has to be like the main talking point um, for forever team going forward. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, that was that was pretty funny. It's always fun when one of those those rhyming one comes up. Hey, but but we said it. We said it from the very beginning, from the first. The first beautiful episode. Yeah, we're we're eighteen now. We're adults. Got kicked out of the house, but we called it from day one. It's Wemby season, baby. Someone was gonna it's do Wemby it. Wemby season. It, the All Star break is right around the corner. We kind of know the dumpster fire that's at the bottom of the pool: Charlotte Hornets, Detroit mm-hmm. Pistons, San Antonio Spurs, and the Rockets. Houston Rockets, all of which own like a majority of the first round picks. You know why there's so many second round picks going around? Because people like the Rockets are hoarding them. And OKC, which kind of doesn't even really need him right now with the way they're playing. So uh, yeah. it's been a it's been a very interesting uh, trade deadline for sure. Yeah, I mean, any- I'm looking at the standings here now. Um, OKC is going to, I guess they're in 12th right now, but they are a game back from the playing spot. And OKC Utah just kind of actually going to be in the lottery with their own pick or be in the playoffs and then be just on the border of the lottery, but then also have multiple first round picks in the lottery as well. Um, that, that's just, that's incredible. Like that, that's how you do a rebuild, especially you have um, SGA, you have Jalen Williams. You have Josh um, Giddy. I mean, Josh Giddy. Um, Kenrick Williams is the oldest player on their roster and he is 28 years old. That's how Orlando was. T Ross is the oldest guy. Well, other than, is Pat Bevel and T. Ross probably, right? Probably. Either way. Yeah. It's just one old guy and a bunch of young dudes. Bunch of kids. Else, yeah. Like it's, um, yeah, it's, that, that's pretty funny to see, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the Bulls are actually NBA's winning going. right now. Are they really? Good for yeah, them. So it's 30 to 19 with 11 minutes left in the second quarter. So plenty of time for us to blow this, but, uh, you heard it here first. The Bulls are currently winning. So stay tuned to, uh, to see what happens at the end. So uh, they're going to blow a, 25 point lead and uh yeah end up doing nothing is that all the is that all the trades like the important ones i feel like i feel like i feel like a lot more happened list here i feel like a lot more happened happened, but there's really nothing that was like crazy like there were a lot of random second round picks being traded there were a lot of guys that got like john wall got traded back to the rockets but then they just caught him right or they waved him right away so like rest in peace a lot of oh the nuggets um bones highland going Ooh. from the nuggets to the clippers in exchange for two second round picks um is a very low haul to begin with but especially given the how many picks were being thrown around all day um so That's yeah bones right? has been a guy for the nuggets that he's been great off the bench for them um he's going to be phenomenal in the uh for the clippers for their second unit he'll fit right in but on the flip side of that a guy that did not move on the Nuggets that is now stepping up to fill in that role um, is Christian Braun, who won a national yes. championship at Kansas last year. Um, I picked up his card for for fairly cheap right before there was a little bit of a bump. Um, did it bump? Whether or not, uh, not it wasn't a huge one. Um, let me pull it up right now. Oh, I, I bought him. I bought him a few weeks ago. He he stepped in when like Jokic and Gordon, like everybody was out. He stepped up and had like a couple good games. As soon as his price tanked after it, I immediately scooped him up. I was like, okay, I need to have. Oh, I see yours. Oh, you know, you bought your uh, you bought your card from someone named Jorge. That's my name. But it I, I did notice that at first. I thought it was <laughs> you, and I was like, oh no, it's not. But yeah, I saw the Jorge thing. Um, but yeah, Braun's a guy that it's jury's still out if he can really fill in for bones highland the nuggets seem to think he can so from that sense i kind of trusted but the nuggets also let bull bull walk bull bull revenge season it. tonight yeah like it the the, the magic or not, it's not the magic excuse me the nuggets with young talent have not been very good recently um so whether or not bones highland turns into an all-star is going to be in, or not an all-star but a, a solid player um it's me interesting whether or not christian braun can step up so there there's a lot of moving parts in denver right now um who really didn't get any better and their only move that was substantial was trading away their best bench player um and then trading for a backup center so who knows uh who knows what really happens out west i'm kind of high on christian braun Denver clearly sees something in him because mm-hmm. when they need something, 
and they need someone to step into that role, he usually fills it. And he's filling some big shoes on that team, and they trust him enough to he started and played 33 minutes the other night. Granted, it's probably more necessity than like will, but mm-hmm. clearly he's trusted enough to step into that role and get those minutes. Yeah. And he's cheap. And there's still a lot of he's season cheap. to go. You're you gotta think that at some point with how well they're doing in the West. They might rotate a little bit more going into the playoffs, making sure that they have everybody healthy. So kind of down the final stretch, which we are slowly creeping up on there. These games are coming hard. They're coming fast. And this season is just about to end. Perfect time to pivot to the MLS. Check out this over in the state soccer show. Anyway, Ooh, Christian nice Braun. Plug, nice plug. Oh, there we go. Oh, 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 oh. Christian Braun might be a little <laughs> sneaky play going down uh, the stretch here. What do you think? Well, I guess yeah, you already I, mean, bought him. I, I picked him up. I already threw, I, I already set my lineups for next week. I'm not sure if I'm going to squeak out a, a limited from champ or not. So I was kind of like, I'd rather just kind of get this in now. Um, I threw him in there. Um, I, I trust him. I, he was great at Kansas. I mean, there's no one else to play that role in Denver. So he really doesn't have any competition. Um, Jamal Murray's also somewhat banged up. Um, he's expected to be back this weekend, but whether or not that happens, who knows? Um, I think they also only have one game. So um, it's kind of like a, if, if Murray misses time, Christian Braun's your guy. Um, if he doesn't play that, or if he does play, Braun's still going to get some run as well. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I trust him. I have him in my lineup. I bought him today after the uh, the Highland trade. So, um, I guess just fingers crossed it works out. Nothing you can really do at this point. Yeah, there you go. Is there any is there any other moves you made recently? What do you, what do you got uh, going on see, in your I picked gallery? Up a, yeah, I picked up a Grant Williams last night after uh, Jalen Brown left. So um, he he could miss time. He's projected to miss through the All-Star break. Whether or not he misses more time after that is going to be interesting. So, um, yeah, I picked up Braun today, Grant Williams uh, late last night. Um, I picked up a Spencer Dinwiddie after the Kyrie trade. Yep, also um, scooped one of those up. And those are the uh, the last three transactions that I've made. I've won. Uh, I got the Cam Thomas in in my card swap. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of really it. Nothing super flashy. I like I like that Boston shout out that you did. But you know you know who I keep. I have them in common. I keep telling myself I'm gonna buy them, and I never do, and I never do, and I never do. Is Derek White? If you go and look at it, it's not a name you hear often. It's not one of them sexy flashy players that you hear about all the time. But his last score is 37, 41, 36, 32, 44. A couple high 20s in there. And his L10 is 26. Yeah. It's not bad. And the Celtics. He's filled in very well for Marcus Smart, for sure. That, that's yeah. been a, a great play if you were able to scoop that up early. And honestly, I get it's Marcus Smart. But when he comes back, Marcus Smart's been a little questionable. I bought him early thinking he would put up some nice numbers. And it's been very meh. And his L10 consistently stays high somehow. It feels like he doesn't really do much. And then his L10 mm-hmm. is just always high. I get he's Marcus Smart, but he's is he guaranteed all that playing time back? Like when he comes back, they're just gonna be like, all right, Derek White, thanks for thanks for everything, but uh deuces. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so just because of what he can do on the defensive end of the floor. Um I, I think Derek White eats into some of his minutes. I don't think Smart comes back and immediately takes over a full role. Um, but I do think once he's healthy again, he's going to take over that starting job. White's going to move back to the bench. Um, and it's just kind of a, a quick thank you for your service while he was out. But um, yeah, got about Marcus 10 more Smart minutes. That, so that's starting. Yeah, that's that's starting point guard there. So um, that, that's definitely a situation to follow, though, because if Smart comes back and after they kind of get him acclimated again, if White still continues to eat into his minutes and you're looking at a split backcourt, could get some good value there for sure. I guess. Oh. It's that time. You know what time it is. <laughs> you know what time it is. I don't even want to do this this week. This is been... swap, swap. Dude, you were just <sighs> dread. You were dreading the swap right now, aren't you? Uh, um, Caleb Martin has not, or Cody Martin, excuse me, has not played since I I brought him in. Hey, that um, happened to me for weeks, and I and I crawled out of it. You just gotta, just gotta hope for the best, bud. <laughs> Ooh, all right. I, I do have. I just I pulled up the oh, list ooh. here. There's there's a guy on here that I think you're gonna. Get I don't want to do at. this. Me 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 me. Now look at you. No, I'm fun. not taking him, but I'm gonna have fun with it. Damn. Um, call back to Mo Bamba. Ooh, the what? The hold on, hold on, hold on. The one game that he started and he was on the bench and he got ejected. Do you remember what happened with that? He got in a fight. 
Yes, um, with Austin Rivers. So yeah, Austin which Orlando Rivers does not own options. him, by the way. I hope you all know that we do not own Austin Rivers. We do not claim Austin Rivers just because. Yeah. He him saying here. he owns the city of Orlando is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Because he grew up in Winter Park and he still has <laughs> a house here and he still lives here and blah, 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 whatever. Set some like records or whatever. Like he's very renowned or whatever. I've never heard anybody talk about him. And I grew up playing sports in Orlando. So I didn't really hear much about him. So <clears throat> like I said, we yeah, do not claim him. Well, although I will say though, it's funny you bring it up. The last thing that Mo Bamba contributed to the Orlando Magic was beating Austin Rivers' ass. <laughs> I love that. Which is fantastic. I, like, I mean, hang pass. the banner, retire the number. Like, this dude is this dude is set. You didn't really do much. You never caught really wind. You just never lived up to your potential. <laughs> but you put in a whooping before he left. So, respect. Straight respect. up. Um, man, I'm, I'm looking at this. I really yeah. don't want to take Martin again for another week. This has been a brutal, what is it, a month now? Um, <clears throat> so run through the options real quick. Michael Green from Golden State. Uh, Chemezi Metu from um, Sacramento. Derek Jones from the Bulls. Shout out Dalen Terry. Um, Austin Rivers and David Rohde from Memphis. Rohde I'm, getting I'm minutes go again? with Metu. What'd you say? Is Rody just kind of came back from injury? Is he getting like consistent minutes again or putting up points? Uh, let's take a look here. He gets some usage sometime, but he's very like up and down. Yeah, so, he's played 16, nothing, 11, 13, and then nothing. So, meh. um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Memphis. He's really kind of locked anything. in as the yeah, it's Jones isn't played. Green is very spotty and he's kind of old, anyways. So, and fuck Austin Rivers. Hey. Um, <laughs> Which it's funny today's the anniversary of when he hit a, a buzzer beater versus UNC to win. So kind of kind of funny to see all that come full circle. But it's weird that you know um, that. Yeah, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go Chemezi Metu and uh, Cody Martin. Thanks for nothing. I actually almost bought a Metu. I was looking at his limited earlier for some reason, and I was like, you know, he's kind of slowly kind of getting consistent minutes. He's solidifying his spot on the bench, and I was like, hey, you know, he's really cheap right now. So I was thinking, hey, maybe Sabonis goes out again and Metsu kind of sleeps in, do a little tradey trade, swappy swap, you know what I'm saying? So uh, hey, hey, maybe maybe from now until the next episode, Sabonis will uh, break his wrist and still play the next game anyway. Because apparently Sabonis likes to do that. So We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, run again. All right, so you, Metsu? Metsu, final right, so, answer, lock it in. All right, so I'm on this D-Wade L15. He did okay. He got some minutes. Didn't really do much. There wasn't really a lot of Cavs rotation like I would have hoped. Uh, but I got Trey Lyles here. I got Jalen Johnson. I got Chris Duarte, Peyton Pritchard, and Anthony Lamb. Which Anthony Lamb is another player that I really, really enjoy. He doesn't, when he does get to play and when he feels like it and goes off for Golden State, he is such a fun player to watch. And I have multiple, on multiple occasions, considered picking up his limited, but. I haven't really pulled the trigger, and he hasn't played the last two games. I don't know if he's hurt or not, but that's not good for this swap thingy that we're doing. Peyton Pritchard, I know better. Chris Duarte, not really doing much. He was good last year or two years ago, but he's just kind of fallen out of the rotation. Indiana's just weird. Indiana brought in a lot of pieces, and there's so many people in front of Duarte at this point that's not really there. I may have to go Trey Lyles here. He's the only one still getting kind of consistent minutes and putting up some scores, so... Hopefully, with all this swapping, trading, dealing, wheeling, shaving. Nah, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> right. I don't know why I went shaving. Maybe because I need to shave. Look at myself. Oh, I'm looking crusty, boy. Anyway, Trey Lyles from an L15 Dean Wade to an L16 Trey Lyles. Hoping for the bet. Oh, they got two. Oh, God. They have two games against Dallas coming up. That'll be fun. Well, we're going to go with it and hope for the best because uh, <laughs> Dean Way just really ain't it that time at all, especially when the Cavs are healthy. So, uh, Trey Lyles it is. Let's hope for the best. Dean Wade, bye. Well, listen, Alec, as much as I love talking to you, we finito, done, finished. You started it, now end it. What you got? Uh, I don't have another rhyme, so that's um, – I, I kind of really only prepared one for the beginning of the show. Um, one and done. Intros, so, yeah, one and done. One pump jump. If you enjoyed the uh, the intro, go ahead and reply to uh, to the tweet when we post out the show. Um, if you didn't like the intro, that's too damn bad. You already got this far into the show, so thank you for listening. But please well, don't do that. Like 
um, yeah, it's we got nothing. Um, the Bulls still have not made a trade, um, obviously, because the deadline's over, but I can still just just say that just to emphasize it one more time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go watch this Bulls game. Um, it's kind of really all we got going here. It's a uh, it's a Thursday. Happy Valentine's Day to uh, to everyone. When uh, when this comes out, we'll have to do. Uh, oh, shit. The Good next call, time we dude. Record, Valentine's oh, man, you, already happened. Yeah, you just saved my life, I think. So yeah, if you're like Jorge, you have not gotten your uh, your significant other a Valentine's Day gift yet or anything, probably should start looking into that. You got uh, four days, so that's kind of it. I'm going to buy her a cake and a lollipop. Ooh. Ooh, a cake pop. There you go. I was, yes. Can we end it on that? Is, is that are we good with that? I'm, I'm fine. That was perfect. You get the little cake pop. It's, it's cooking, man. What a way. What a way to go out. Whoosh.